0: Welcome to Food for Friends, the podcast that opens the fridge door of your favourite foodies. We've invited ourselves over for a nose around their kitchen, for a poke around their cupboards and to rifle through those takeaway leaflets from the early noughties. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Helena Raven. This isn't fancy food, this is Food for Friends. Morning as well. Good morning, Helena. How are you feeling? A little tired, but you know... Very excited. We're very, very excited for this episode, so we are up stupendously early so that I can come and pick up Izzy from Clapham. Also, Helen just likes to be two hours early everywhere. Because... I, I call it cushioning. We um, a cushion at every stage, and then you're always on time. I mean, at this stage, it's Four, like a podcast minutes early. brand <laughs> trait is being early. <laughs> yeah, it's been eight. Long morning because I have driven uh, from Berkshire to Clapham to pick up Izzy to record this introduction Um, and then we are driving over together to East London to interview Olya Hercules which is so kind of Olya to agree to record with us after the really traumatic year she's had. She is an old friend of mine, I used to be her PA and have done lots of recipe testing for her for her most recent book, Home Food, which you should buy. It's so on brand for this podcast because it is all about what you eat, you know, like with your family in front of the telly, you know those things that just feel intrinsically right so by Oliya's book it's it's really really lovely it was written during the pandemic and yeah I mean you've never you've never met Oliya have you? I'm really excited Well, I've heard Only Good Things and I do follow her on Instagram she's amazing her activism yeah. Cook for Ukraine follow Cook for Ukraine We'll link to all of Odia's endeavours yeah. in the show notes. All the like awareness raising yeah. she's done in the last year for Ukraine has been well, well longer than that actually, because she's been writing about Ukrainian culture since mm-hmm. her first cookbook, Mamushka. And in the last year, I mean, her profile has has risen so much because she's been so central to the um, raising awareness for Ukraine. So we feel really, really lucky to be going to interview that. It's a really special event. Thanks in advance, Olivia. Well, yeah, we love you. <laughs> Let's go. So. Me through these cookbooks that you've got here that we're just we're just in your beautiful kitchen um in East London. We're yep. in East London, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um with this amazing blue sky and so on. And Joe's around, he's just given us some rhubarb beer, which is <laughs> delicious, and it's 10am. Um and we're gonna look I through some, some of your cookbooks. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um it's all we're very gonna, real. you've got five here, so Talk me through why have you chosen them? Why are they your favorites at the moment? Mm, So
1: I have a bit of a rotation of uh, cookbooks. I've got a special shelf here and then, you know, they kind of change all the time. But at the moment, I've got um, Sumayya Mani Zandaza, a memoir of food, flavor and freedom in the Pakistani kitchen. And it's actually, it looks like a cookbook. It's more of a memoir, but it's punctuated with um, recipes that, you know, have had a huge kind of... Hmm. Uh, meaning in her life and if I, I cannot recommend this memoir enough I read it literally in two nights oh it's incredible So one of those cookbooks to read in bed uh, well so a memoir to read in bed but actually yeah. I also would recommend that people would cook a dish from it first and then start reading it because it just made me salivate so much it it's gives, just yeah, yeah yeah have you
0: got any recipes that are your sort of favorites in there
1: um I haven't cooked uh, them yet but I've, I've got a couple yeah that I really wanted want to do there's one yeah that...
0: I saw it on a list of like we were just saying before I think I saw it on a like 10 best cookbooks from is it released this year uh, yeah it's yeah. just
1: yeah it's just come out and it's is you just learn so much and it's um Heartbreaking and funny and delicious is just all of all of the things that a, a food like memoir should be. Um. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> cannot uh, recommend enough. Then I've got um, Ravinda Bogle's, uh Gicconi and my son Wilfred, who's three and a half really loves to look through it uh, he loves cooking and we love looking at the pictures and also so, there's amazing photos of animals
0: with the food oh my gosh i've never um, thought about that but yeah it's like very yeah. like child friendly <laughs> isn't it <laughs> it's yeah it's it's
1: just uh um an explosion so kind of like a visual uh feast
0: as well as yeah delicious recipes as well it's uh, one of those have... like books that I feel like is almost quite like aspirational you know there are so many recipes like there's a I think there's like an oyster pani puri or something in there that yeah I'm like god I would just love if I had like a day you know just to do there that they are. A, yeah, yeah oyster exactly. pani puris yeah delicious um,
1: um yeah just
0: amazing book and, and, and it's been around for like it feels new still, even though it's been around for... It's been a
1: while. Quite a while. A
0: while yeah. yeah. But yeah, we just... I've picked it because we literally will look at it the
1: most, I think, with Wilfred, because it's like one of his favorite books. Yeah. Um. Then I've got Gurdeep uh, Loyal's Mother Mother Tongue, mm-hmm. Flavors of a Second Generation. And that's quite a new one. And I haven't cooked from it yet, but it's it's waiting for me um, there because the recipes just look incredible. Um.
0: I think that's... I mean, it's the like cliche, the old cliche, isn't it? That you have like cookbooks that just you know, are so beautiful to look at. I feel yeah. like I need to try recipes
1: from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely cooking from it soon. Um so yeah, that's an amazing one. And then I've got Jeremy Lee's uh cooking. Um great choice. And he's you know, he's just such a an I'm- amazing man, such a visionary. His writing is incredible. The illustrations are just fantastic. And again, I love to uh look through it for both kind of the visuals and for you know planning my meals as well so I met him like
0: well he came into Leith's but Mm -hmm. I met him like a couple of years ago and we were talking and I was like why don't you have a book yet because I'd been kind of like researching I was like surely he has like five books you know he's like one of those people you just expect to have written loads yeah and he kind of started looking very coy and I was like oh my goodness (laughs) and he was like well you know there are plans in the works you know maybe a collection of essays you know and so on and yeah actually this is he really does he has his I, it's like the quovardus jeremy lee style it's mm. so oh him. it's just
1: yeah and and the photography as well by elena, elena um Hedwig is incredible
0: do you have any go-to's in here that you that um you i haven't
1: no i haven't cooked from it yet but i mean just the Ringing names it. of a, a slov rabbit, turnip and sweet cabbage yes potato leek and egg salad yes
0: i saw him Um, doing something on saturday kitchen as well it was like pork and radicchio or something i mean he's and it just yeah yeah. i mean he made it look effortless but Um, if
1: if you guys whoever is listening if you get the book absolutely try the baked salsify mm. um which you you can also uh get at the restaurant but it's just amazing
0: is that one of your favorite restaurants
1: uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's it's like one of those restaurants where i would definitely like take my mum for a special meal. Oh, that's such were.
0: a nice way of recommending something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, yeah a way You know, way it's to,
1: refined and it's cozy. Yeah. And you know and you're going to be looked after. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those. Totally. And then
0: I've got... Speaking uh, of favorite restaurants. Yeah, speaking of favorite
1: <laughs> restaurants. And then I've got Topaz, uh by Laurie DeMory and Laura Jackson. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's from uh, one of my favorite uh, kind of cafes, I guess, mm. restaurants in London. Called Topaz. Um, it's right by the canal, and it's got uh, tales of the community that mm-hmm. kind of make up, uh, y- you know, make it make it so special and um the recipes are just incredible and Mm. you know they they're like family to us Uh, joe used to work there as well so yeah yeah yeah. um so yeah so that's another book that i and i have cooked from it and it's amazing
0: have you got any any yeah there's a
1: there's a lamb uh there's a lamb that's amazing which you and the turkish eggs with yogurt Mm. um are delicious uh, this crispy lamb with hummus, caramelized oh, onions, yes. pine nuts, and parsley—I'm already
0: salivating. It's so just good. So good. Yeah. And I think they've just—they've just opened, have they? Have they opened yet or near? No? I really hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm going. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, there's like such a theme through those books of like food in context, rather than just a list of recipes that you know you can just sort of. Yeah like run through quickly yeah well it's- I'm
1: a big sucker for for stories as well so yeah, <laughs> for me these books kind of but obviously there's there are so so many more I've got Rachel Roddy there and Nistissima by Georgina Hayden yes. and uh, Advent awesome. by uh, Anya Dunk and
0: you know many many others
1: um, just to
0: paint a picture that's this beautiful kind of cookbook shelf like right next to your door through to your garden um, mm. which looks like it's full of veg is there some, <laughs> is there some veg growing going, growing going on outside
1: <laughs> hopefully I've, I've thrown some seeds um a couple of weeks ago, so I'm just keeping everything crossed that something will come up. And obviously, like the kale and everything, the rhubarb, have have uh, things that are perennial, keep coming back. So so is that where, sorrel? Is, is that oh sorrel? Have you got sorrel in? The I've garden? got loads of sorrel. Yeah, that's, that's so one nice. thing that just keeps on growing, and it's uh, that's amazing because it's not so easy to find. I feel it.
0: like you've got recipes with sorrel. I feel like I've seen the yeah, sorrel.
1: Yeah, yeah. In Ukraine, we make a uh, green borscht. Uh, yeah. In spring now, it's now is the time actually. So maybe I should make it soon. Yeah,
0: that sounds delicious. So yeah, uh. we would make
1: like a chicken stock and then um fry a little bit of onion and grated carrot to add sweetness to it and then you um uh, you add yeah loads of sorrel and spring onions and dill and um halves of um soft boiled eggs as well and yeah it's just heaven it's just yeah guess
0: sounds like real like why nurturing. didn't they eat any breakfast this morning <laughs> that was such a silly I move know, talking about food yeah oh, but that sounds like a very like Comforting, nurturing, and fresh, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, no, it's amazing thing that you would eat, which mm. is like lots of the recipes in your new book, Home Food, which we have to talk about. Which is perfect for this <laughs> podcast because it's about what you actually want to eat at home. You know, kind of, yeah, like not necessarily in front of the TV, but when you're chilling out and you just want something that feels intrinsically right yeah
1: yeah and it you know it doesn't have to be healthier come from a particular you know it doesn't have to always be Ukrainian or whatever so it was a it was really nice to write that book um and it kind of happened by chance because you know that I've always kind of thought of myself as an anthropological kind of writer Mm. travel maybe writer so I had plans to travel but um the pandemic hit so Mm. my publisher amazingly said, why don't you just write something from home? And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to write about home food. Um, We just had Wilfred. Um, He was only two months when, or three months when I uh, got the book deal. So I just kind of decided to sit down and pick a hundred recipes that we cook at home, that all the, you know, everyone really likes, and that would pass the test of me sending it to my best friend with her two kids to test and if it passed the test then you know it got into the book so everything is kind of just really delicious there's no wild cards like fermented watermelons or anything
0: no and not that I mean that's (laughs) iconic but um I remember now because full disclosure I did some recipe testing for you for that book we should say that but I remember you saying it has to pass the test of you know it being something that you know my best friend could love and you know there are almost recipes in there that like are, are just you almost giving people permission, to say it's okay to have something this straightforward. You know, it doesn't yeah. need to be, you know, the Ottolengi list of, of loads of ingredients. It can just be something that feels that feels right to you.
1: Yes, yeah, I mean, there's a mixture of, of, of recipes. There are like super simple ones with mm. a short list of ingredients. And uh, there are there is some baking, you know, I love uh, kind of sweetened uh, dough, dough, mm. and uh, so there's like a really beautiful Ukrainian kolach uh, recipe. But at the end of writing it, I, uh, I kind of just thought, oh, why don't I in- include these um, uh, QR codes and do little videos so, so i can teach people how to make it so there's some dumplings and as i say there's some breads anything that's a little bit more involved people hover, hover mm. over the qr code and it takes you to a 2 minute video where i show you how to plat the dough or I how to shape a dumpling i
0: seen that before before you you did it's it it's definitely
1: not an original idea but but it's, <laughs> but it's
0: not a, it's not a common thing no and, and takes i wanted you know mm. to to do well, that as well as the recipe testing and so yeah, on yeah it
1: was an extra investment but i think hopefully it was worth it i mean yeah hopefully oh, it helps I get people the people love it and
0: speaking of <laughs> dumplings and you teaching people how to make dumplings mm. we should say people can come to your beautiful home which we're gonna have a little nosy around <laughs> sure. and cook here with you so can you tell us a bit more about how that works
1: so sometimes they're on the friday evening from kind of like six to ten and sometimes they're in the morning on a Saturday from 10 till 2.30 or something. And we, um, I prepare the fillings and the dough in advance just so we can kind of like get into the, yeah. And then we, and then I teach how to make dumplings and we we kind of travel a little bit. We do a bit of Central Asia, Mm. uh, Manti and- Through the fillings. Oh, the fillings are good. I'm going to change them now, I think, because spring is upon us. But, um, I, yeah, this winter I had a um, pumpkin and caramelized onions and barberries or mm. sour cherries one for this Central Asian rose dumpling. Then I had um, potato and cheese and spring onion for varenike, a Ukrainian dumpling that I teach. Then um, there's this spiced, Georgian spiced um, lamb, hinkali, Oh, uh dumplings and um what else have we got i'm thinking maybe we'll do some sweet ones as well for dessert which i've never done before Great but idea because there are so many sweet dumplings in yeah. The, yeah in ukrainian culture So would they
0: be like would what would they have in them in, in kind of ukrainian culture would it be fruit or uh, yeah just
1: very simple kind of uh berries uh mostly so in the summer you know when the strawberries come in you just put a couple of Pieces of strawberries, maybe just a tiny sprinkling of sugar. Then you make the dumplings and you can make them too. You can boil them or I prefer to add a little bit of um, baking powder into the dough and then they fluff up and then you steam Mm. them and they're almost like Chinese kind of uh, yeah, yeah yeah
0: like or like little yeah I little don't puffy. know what the word is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was thinking bao buns but they're not. Yeah, yeah, I know the are yeah, yeah, kind of about s- like the little mm-hmm. pouches that, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and then you
1: serve them with like um, melted brown butter and uh, maple syrup
0: you know I was so. gonna <laughs> ask because like do you put brown butter with it? on everything love. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think like is that one of your go-to like when you're just wanting to kind of slob out and so on would you just have you know brown butter with with you know, it's like, I feel like it's a real comfort for you.
1: It is. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I, Well, I guess it comes from the kind of Turkic culture as well. You know, in Turkey, when you have manti or in Central Asia, you'd get that kind of cold, uh, you know, fresh yogurt and loads of brown butter on top. And I just feel like it's a perfect accompaniment to, to savory dumplings, definitely. And Absolutely. sweet. <laughs> and like
0: thinking about that yogurt thing, you know, one of the things that we love to talk about on here is like, What you would eat in front of the telly, like what you would just throw together out of the fridge. Is that the kind of the kind of thing you'd eat or what's your sort of go to if you're just in a rush and you're like, I'm starving?
1: Oh, I'm going to be be completely honest with you. I'm really rubbish at cooking for myself. Of course. If there's children, you know, I will. But uh, actually, there's just one dish which I prefer cooking for myself, the only one. I don't know why. It's an, it's an interpretation of an old Nigel Slater um, recipe from real fast food, I think. And it's, um, you basically take some really nice olive oil, mm. put it into a small pan, put loads of garlic cloves in there, like mm. I don't know, maybe even like two heads of garlic. Um just the the peeled cloves, and you slowly cook cook it in oil until they become comfy, you know, really soft and mellow. Yum. And then um <clears throat> Nigel Slater just kind of like tosses these garlic cloves with oil and uh goat's cheese and a bit of thyme and, you know, mm. it's delicious. But what I do is I blitz A bit of the the, the goat's cheese, um, the thyme, kind of uh, confit garlic, a little bit of the oil, a little bit of the pasta water, and create (sighs) this really kind of like smooth, um, quite loose uh, goat's cheese sauce. Delicious. And serve it with the spaghetti. And then at the end... The best bit almost is when you finish the spaghetti, you get a little bit of this goat's cheese sauce left over and then just very simple salad leaves like Mm. lettuce leaves. You drop them in drop in a little bit of vinegar and toss it and it's just like
0: (laughs) your face lit up when you were talking about like tossing the spaghetti through the sauce and so on yeah i think that's such a nigel slater thing to like mop it up with some leaves at the end as well Mm. i feel like that's always something i read
1: that's my thing in this case i think but he i hope that he but but hopefully he approves you're (laughs) in tune you're in tune with nigel
0: um but yeah, that sounds and then you just get that like nice fresh yeah kind of uplifting thing. But at he the end. was
1: definitely Nigel Slater was definitely an inspiration, you know, before my career in food. Mm. E- even cuz I, I didn't really cook until my early 20s and when I started, I think yeah, his Kitchen Diaries was one of my first cookbooks and then I got obsessed with it and bought all of his books.
0: And that way of moving through a year.
1: And, yeah. And just he gave me confidence to to do that, to look in the fridge and kind of, oh okay, I don't have to, you know, st- follow a recipe or i can this just make it up feels right
0: yeah yeah <clears throat> absolutely well yeah i think that's like you know the whole the whole point of kind of talking about this because you don't have to follow a recipe you know it can just be and you're so right he does talk about that you know he'll be like follow your i think it's appetite maybe. yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah follow your follow what feels right you know i'll give you some rough Ideas. ideas here but and yeah you can
1: substitute yeah so that's kind of become my style of cooking as yeah. well I
0: yeah i think i think that's so true um and but obviously i mean i will
1: again a full disclosure like joe um my husband cooks a lot in this house and, um, and is, a, is a well-known <laughs> and brilliant
0: cook who also has a book out your daily veg which people should buy um and actually i think you know as you as a family joe is a vegetarian mm, isn't he he but is yep yeah. he does emphasize that vegetarian food can be really kind of like like I don't want to say naughty but like it's like... full you know <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't... exactly yeah
1: um when when was it well two years ago now when uh, we were in Ukraine visiting my mom and dad um my dad who's you know a Ukrainian man and loves loves his meat yeah. and uh but it was Joe cooking for the whole week and at the end of the week my dad was sitting there and he was like oh, my God, I've just realized for the whole week I've been eating vegetarian dishes and I haven't noticed, you know, because it was it's just been so delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, Joe, you should put that at the back of your Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> Big burly
1: Ukrainian man in his 60s says <laughs> that he hasn't noticed he's has been eating. But
0: that's so interesting because mm. I would, so I suppose because like my kind of way into like Ukrainian food was, was through you, mm. I would associate it as being very kind of like flexitarian you know
1: it is it is i think and you know what and um back in the day it also used to be even vegan sometimes you know like like in greek culture or you know before when you're fasting and etc like that's vegan isn't it like there's there are definitely yeah yeah, 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 there are definitely vegan versions and um and people couldn't afford to have meat all the time so you know maybe little bits of like animal fat or something would be used but actually it was a, a lot vegetarian but you know, industrialization, uh, post-war hunger years, people were like, okay, if I can afford meat now, I'm just going to eat it. I'm not going to go without anymore, you sure. know? So it was that kind of, you know, when I asked my mom about my grandma, because I think Georgina Hayden was asking about uh, our kind of practices of veganism in terms of kind of like church, et cetera. She asked like, did your ma- did your grandma fast? And I asked my mom and she was like, Hang on. So
0: veganism in terms of church, explain. Uh, Well,
1: uh, you know, because you weren't, there were certain periods of time before Easter or even certain parts of the week where you wouldn't be, you wouldn't use animal. I products. did
0: not know this. Yeah, wow. yeah,
1: that's what Nistissima is about. The book. Oh, sorry.
0: Okay. I was yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but yeah, yeah. Anyway,
1: I... even even my grandma, who you know, she read animals. Obviously, you're not gonna kill a chicken every day. Mm. You know? Yeah, so, of course, of course. So it was seasonal. You know, eating meat was a seasonal thing.
0: Do you think meat is a, like a comfort food thing for you, or like mm. since being with Joe, it's become more? Uh,
1: you know what? I'm not. Yeah, it's it's not like I I I eat it when I have when my body is telling me like okay sure. I really I really want it now but I'm but sometimes I completely forget and we just eat vegetarian most yeah. of the time so as you say like a flexitarian kind of approach but if if there's a day when I'm just like okay I'm just really craving yeah this protein or, or comfort or comfort you're right I mean like a yeah. chicken soup or you know it's I think for me it's, it's maybe mostly pou- poultry yeah I think yeah. for me is yeah. is a thing like I yeah I'll love a chicken soup or a borscht or
0: but chicken soup has it's like a kind of like double threat in that it's actually really good for you you know yeah I mean the restorative qualities are real yeah and yeah. it just it has that like inherent comforting sort of restorative quality that yeah you can kind of, it's like passed down from mother to mother as that kind of flavor yeah. i don't know so And it, yeah. m- it
1: must like fire up some stuff in your brain as well you know because definitely yeah. my mom would give it to me when i was little um as Aww. a kind of comforting thing so and she'd make um these little spoon dumplings as well that she'd put in so a bit of egg a bit of flour um wow. and then a little bit of seasoning, and then just spoon them into the hot broth. Poached in the yeah. Oh, and then wow. you just get these like slightly small, de- deformed
0: dumplings. D- reminds me of like um, you know, like tortellini and brodo in mm-hmm. like Italian culture. It almost has that same, yeah, like spoonable quality. Just, yeah. yeah. yeah so <laughs> we totally transparent. We did have a couple of. Technical. We did. We have just had fifteen minutes is just gonna pick up where she left off she's in Thailand
1: With, mm. Sa- with chickens with Sasha's. Sasha's dad. yeah um, uh, with his family and the chickens look like Ukrainian chickens so you know it's slightly kind of dinosauric <laughs> and lean and delicious because they just let but, them live until a very ripe age so it makes it mm, yeah, yeah so delicious okay. so they yeah so they just um, uh, t- treated me to some chicken broth. And there was loads of dill in it, and it just tasted like home. And you just think, oh, my God, we're, we're thousands of kilometers away from Ukraine, but this tastes exactly like That's... my mom's broth. I so, yeah, the there's chicken soup well, for you. Mm. Was, I mean, dill, yeah. I was
0: talking to someone the other day about, like, my favorite herbs, and I was like, I think it's dill. Like, it's, it's. I feel like it's an underrated, but you, I mean, you love
1: dill, You know, and... You know
0: my motto, dill is life. <laughs> I didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> um name for the next cookbook yeah perfect still is life and we were just talking about Joe are we allowed to talk about or is no mm.
1: I don't know actually
0: anyway there are things we aren't allowed to talk about <laughs> um that are being tested um in your house at the really moment sure about it. We can- yeah yeah exactly exactly mm. yeah tell me about it. why not That's he's, he's anyway. writing
1: he's just finishing um another cookbook called more daily veg so oh. we've been very lucky with all of his testing oh fantastic so, that is so exciting yeah, i just had some of this because uh, it's done so well probably for his testing so i hope that he won't
0: <laughs> i'm sure a little but that must be life all the time just you know i mean ingredients coming in to be tested and, and yeah i mean yeah so i on. mean
1: this is this is yeah uh, we we cook for work but luckily it's um yeah you know it's kind of the stuff that we want to eat so <laughs>
0: Exactly and it's stuff that you're creating anyway. So I was when yeah. um, we were kind of chatting about it when we had our brief intermission. Yeah um <laughs> about how you you leave work and then move into, you know, like, okay, we're not going to photograph this. This yeah. is not going on either of our Instagrams. Like is that something that's difficult or not really?
1: No, not really. No. Um you know, we we, we do try to put the phones away and just Mm. have a normal life, you know? It's like not everything needs to be recorded. Like some things are just really lovely to enjoy with your family.
0: So absolutely like the we're just like when you talking about your goat's cheese pasta and like the scent of the garlic in the (laughs) kitchen and just like being like completely relaxed in your own space. And it is it is we were just saying as well, a kitchen that has been designed by people who love cooking and Mm. loved cooking before designing it and it is just I mean it really lends itself yeah to I mean your yeah lifestyle.
1: We, we were very lucky yeah um to have this extension which is kind of really spacious and um mm. and I can use this you know a room a studio for my classes and joke and shoot here and I film yeah. I film my videos for patreon
0: here as mm. well so people so, might have seen it you know um so people might have seen kind of parts of your kitchen but mm. what we're kind of looking at is a sort of well you describe it it's your kitchen um,
1: um
0: there's a big island paint with us a, a picture
1: <laughs> well there's a big island and on one side of the kitchen with um with a hob on and two sides uh with big uh kind of butchers blocks mm. I guess.
0: Like dark wood, it's yeah. very satisfying.
1: Yeah, one that side is uh, opposite is Joe's and this is mine. Although we try not to cook together oh, in the wow. same kitchen. No, he doesn't like it. <laughs> I don't that's mind it. so, but just, I
0: never knew that.
1: You yeah, know, yeah, no, yeah, this is my side, that's his side and yeah, and that's how we, we do cook together sometimes yeah, but it's yeah. not ideal. Um, then there's an oven um, and you know a couple of uh, two big sinks and a big blackboard at the back. Mm. And a really long table and loads and loads of plants.
0: A re- yeah, that's so true. And loads of light. And there is just, in a very beautiful way, a lot of equipment, books, knives. It's a mess. It? <laughs> it's not a mess. It's a cluttered it's, mess. It's us. It's, 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 it's I would say homely, but that is just another word for a mess. It's 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 home, and it's you yeah. know there's the coffee pot on the stove. You've got your your beer brewing and a demi john. <laughs> Is that the beer we tried? Um uh,
1: I'm not the sure. Actually, beer. If that's a, yeah. Joe makes loads of beer. Yeah, so this becomes a brewery as well, at least once a week. So it's um, but you know we've got our three year old, eleven year old, and my niece Asia, who's fourteen, and mm. we've kind of resigned ourselves to a bit of mess for the next couple of years, and we're Absolutely. just like, you know what, it's okay. It's but gonna I don't be chaos. know.
0: I don't know anyone who. Whose life looks, you know, kind of as tough. Ter- yeah, looks perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, I wish um, it was a bit tidier, but anyway. <laughs> but no, <laughs> we'll get I, there eventually. I think you kind of come in and immediately feel mm. at home and the plants. I think the like, plants really help. However yeah.
1: messy it is, it's what always like you,
0: draws what, your eye. Yeah, I agree. What mm. plants, and it draws your eye upwards actually as well. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, away from is, the mess. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. What have you got
0: over there? Uh, just some monsteras and geraniums mm. and
1: a money plant and a couple of fishbone cactuses. Do you have and, to prune them,
0: or do they just kind of maybe? Grow? I don't know. I'm I'm one of those <laughs> kind of for, yeah yeah yeah.
1: I I keep them alive. I, I I water them and give them a little bit of plant food, but I but can't they, say that I'm. They look know, very well. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also pick plants that survive. You know, I pick the survivors. Sure. <laughs> like, no, I haven't been able to keep a fern alive. um So ferns, even though my mom has always had loads of ferns, oh. I can't keep them alive. They die. So I don't have them. No. Um, but yeah, anything that stays alive, I will have it. Yeah.
0: And, and then the kitchen, like, kind of via some lovely, you know, aesthetically pleasing strings of garlic look straight out onto your... <laughs> Well, kitchen garden, I'm going to say. Yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, it's a kitchen We're garden. We're talking about the sorrel. Um, We've got sorrel and kale and really celeriac that. that never actually became a, a bulb. And no a, one n-
0: seems to be able to grow celeriac. No, it's
1: really hard. I I think we have quite a kind of like heavy clay uh right. soil as well that i'm trying to work on and, and kind of mm-hmm. you know make it a little bit lighter but mm. it takes time but anyway the leaves the celeriac leaves are
0: absolutely delicious that and was I'm my gonna, next question yeah I bet i'm gonna you have use, something amazing to do with those yeah just
1: you know if i um uh, brine some tomatoes ferment some tomatoes i'm going to, to stick a whole lot a lot in and it gives a really nice unusual flavor a kind of like celery leaf but and what's the other one lovage kind of oh, some, yeah. somewhere in the middle yeah, yeah it's
0: really nice that sounds delicious yeah
1: and chard as i say loads of sorrel uh rhubarb and i've just thrown in a few seedlings uh seeds around so hopefully some flowers will come
0: up oh, as well and lovely. your
1: beautiful tomato plant is going to go well in today. i
0: hope so but if it dies which it might because it's had a rough rough journey you'll be fine then i'll give you another one of our 48 <laughs> that we you. have at home um what else
1: do you need do you need
0: some cupboard yeah i think action? so yeah yeah, yeah yeah and then we can we can um i think what do you think is i was gonna say as well there are lots of green leaves in your garden like do i don't wanna, know
1: yeah what do you want do you well want no, no 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 just just as
0: to, to kind of finish that I oh, feel yeah. like that's something you're very drawn to like that fresh green yeah you know like i suppose it's the time of year as well
1: mm, yeah i mean you know spring uh, feels hopeful exactly and growing up in Ukraine, our, gardens however little or or big you know they're extremely important to us so last year i was growing sunflowers um i actually you know it was in march i wasn't able to plant anything from seed because we were kind of like all in in the Mm -hmm. mid mid trauma but an amazing um uh, gardener and writer Anna greenland uh grew some little plants for me and uh uh, brought them over and i had these incredible sunflowers so the um, garden's
0: been like a, a place of sort of... Of,
1: yeah, sanctuary. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, um, yeah, so cupboards, as you can see, is,
0: is, a, is homely is chaos. <laughs> it's pure chaos. But you uh, know where everything is. Uh, kind of.
1: <laughs> the, the spice situation, it really needs to, I need to reassemble uh, a lots of Georgian spices. Which, amazing. We'll uh, show some of those was amazing. That was meant to Adam. happen. Adam. Oh. Uh, he's been to uh Georgia recently, so I've got some Zvenetian salt.
0: And... and what does that taste like for the for the listener? Oh, do
1: you wanna have a yes. sniff? Yeah. Hold
0: on. It's gonna go up my nose. I'll sneeze. Mmm.
1: Smells good, right? It reminds so... me of fenugreek almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's got so, that, like... yeah, so it's blue fenugreek and um a bunch of other kind of like probably um what they call yellow flower, which is delicious. delicious. Marigold just can't get that over here. Yeah. And they take uh, raw garlic, salt, spices, and they mm. put them through this kind of like old school meat grinder. And then the salt dries up the garlic and it's just an amazing you know That's spice so to precious. use on yeah, eggs you, or on anything yeah,
0: yeah what are you gonna use it on uh Thanks. i put it into my hinkali
1: were into the mm. meat filling to spice it which really is really at nice. your dumpling
0: classes which people can come to um yeah, yeah so
1: um what else so loads of georgian spices ukrainian honey um Loads of capers and sour things. yes
0: uh, I mean that's I mean that's <laughs> almost to be expected here. Yeah, um, all those all sorts of
1: strange molasses. So there's pomegranate <laughs> molasses, date molasses, grape molasses. um There's a collection of uh, really nice vinegars that we get from Vinegar Shed. I can't recommend oh, the supplier enough. And that's that's so at the Ealing grocer as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we've got a cassis one over there. Creme de cassis vinegar
0: is just incredible. Blackcurrant. He always talks about those in his videos and I'm like I've yeah. only been in once and it is the most incredible shot yeah shop.
1: he's amazing there's some which is unusual for us but we've been sent them and they are amazing a Trubel, um Ooh. truffle product so there's loads of like uh, yum it actually tastes of nice truffle rather yes, than that kind of petrol. Yeah. yeah 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 so that's amazing uh, Branson Bickle. um whose favourite
0: is that is that yours uh,
1: we, we, all, we all we all like it to be I honest with you it's really good <laughs> Um, with some, some Comte. yeah, know. with some Comte, some Greek currants, um, yeah, just you know, a big jumble. It of is things. an amazing
0: store cupboard, and actually, I mean, above the the multiple molasses, you've got your jars, big
1: empty jars, big, which are going to be filled very soon. As full, soon as tomatoes kind of come in, I'm just going to start uh, pickling stuff. Mm. Yeah, and in the fridge, you, you do see have in as well that yes. I've got some kraut. I always make, yeah, I have some. Honey kraut on the go and joe has been making his house chili uh pickles which are just delicious oh my god yum and
0: also did you mention you might be thinking of having a fermenting fridge
1: oh oh, i we do have it downstairs in joe's um kind of cellar slash um brewing (laughs) brewery uh it's very tiny but he managed to pack things in there but um yeah there is a fridge there which is supposed to be my fermenting fridge and i think he's got loads of like brewer's yeast there and stuff i'm very pissed off <laughs> about
0: you but, need to reclaim um, the
1: space i will as soon as i stop pickling again i'm just going to throw i had it no out. idea you
0: had that i mean we probably we can't take the stuff down there but what's what's it like down there in the oh, in the it's in the cellar it's <laughs> yeah it's packed with like barrels of beer and beer stuff
1: <laughs> oh, incredible. He, yeah, Joe started brewing during the pandemic and, you know, properly of kind of, you know, opened the, the door once and there was 200 kilograms of organic uh, grain that he <sighs>
0: mills yeah. and then brews into a beer, <laughs> so yeah. That yeah, I mean, I remember, but um, <laughs> no, it's incredible. And the other thing I was thinking, just looking at the jars, mm-hmm. is there anything when you're kind of at home and you're, you know, you're testing or whatever and you're, you don't have time to cook for yourself, that you would just get out and spoon from the jar? Like, you know, I don't know, Ukrainian Mm. honey or something like that. It might not be Ukrainian honey, but it could be Nutella. It could be (laughs) Branston pickle.
1: Kids kids (laughs) really go for peanut butter. I think Mm. that's Sasha's kind of favorite. Uh, I'm more of a if I've got a little tin of fish I'll have that maybe oh, on toast. I think that's my nice. kind of go-to. Yeah. Yeah, or pickled anchovies or something like that which I have in the fridge all, uh, at all times.
0: I had um, something recently that was chopped salted anchovies and pickled anchovies. Ooh, it was what? At, I know. Where did you but, have that? Uh lit in some random restaurant in Bournemouth. Oh. <laughs> and not to do it down but it was it was not where I was expecting. And the, the, yeah. the combination of the two as a you know I lo- last- I love that you mentioned that. Yes, yeah. thank you. Oh, yeah, I want to be trying that. So so try that <laughs> yeah. definitely. Um and what was my other question? Trash TV. Do you watch any trashy TV? Um end of the day, you know. No, no too wholesome.
1: No, not even that. Uh no, I've had like my RuPaul, you know, periods. That's uh, exactly what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago no now no to be honest with you now I think just in general not really watching much yeah telly
0: um I don't know why I think we go through kind of like phases at the moment it's those books we were talking about yeah like just at sitting. the moment I'm
1: just yeah I'm also you know because I'm writing I'm, I'm do, I have so much research to do so mm. I'm actually kind of yeah just really trying to my best to read and I find that it's much better to you know because just struggling a little bit sometimes with mental health at the moment and I think of course with burying that. myself in the book is uh, much better for sleep yeah absolutely but no I mean yeah I mean there have there has been uh, periods yeah. where yeah, yeah, I would yeah. uh, watch something but not much not much trash tv I will be honest like RuPaul was probably you know an exception out of the
0: thing like more like Netflix series yeah, like yeah. We, we love Absolutely. Yeah. Um But no, I think absolutely. I mean, I want to ask you what you're researching for, but I don't think I can ask you. Um, are you allowed to tell us anything at the moment? It's a book, but I can't tell more. <laughs> Sorry, but no, yeah, no, don't apologise. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but I soon,
1: think. sooner, sooner will uh, I will announce it. Hopefully, and uh,
0: people will be yeah. very excited about that. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us into oh, your thank house. thank you for coming. It was it a pleasure. Is, it is lovely to to tell people about your beautiful kitchen um, and home, and yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to food for friends the nosiest podcast in food you can see all our guest fridge selfies at food for friends pod on instagram and with every subscribe and five star review we're one step closer to interviewing nigella's mika food for friends is hosted by me helena Raven, and produced by the glamorous and talented izzy boujard bye <laughs>